Today on the How To Be 60 podcast, Jane McDonald. And my goodness, she's changed. She and Karen are kindred spirits. You're all right, fancy a camper van. I really do, because you've got all your things, haven't you? You've got all your own things around you. You can go where you want. Actually, you can go away, Keith, to the toilet and have a coffee. (laughs) Jane and I'll just have a wee chat here. And I'm wondering how to be 60. It's scaring the shit out of me. Here we are, back down to earth in our shipping container in the east end of Glasgow. Karen McKenzie and I, after the bright lights of the Edinburgh Festival in Fringe and our first two live shows of the How To Be 60 podcast. I can't quite believe we did it. Did you enjoy I, it? I did. I did. It was, oh my God, so terrifying. Uh, just before, you know that bit, just before you go on stage, that bit until the guests arrived on, ugh, awful. But there we are. We did it, Kay. But you, you didn't betray that at all. I didn't think that you were nervous. Well, there you go. <laughs> I don't believe a word I say or how I look or whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, it was terrifying. Were you not terrified? Were you not nervous? Uh, um, You're such a pro. Yeah, no, 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 I was nervous. I've got to work myself up because you know what I'm like? I'm so kind of laid back and deadpan. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm aware that if you're going to go out there and there's like 200, oh my goodness, we're going to speak to Jamie McDonald later. There's a woman who knows what it's like to go out in front of a crowd. I'm talking about 200 people. She's usually in front of two or 3,000. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've got to kind of work myself up. So I noticed that you looked like you were up and down. drying your nails and it was me that had the, the wet nails. No, no, I just pace yeah. up and down, pace up and down. And Robert Bathurst was there on the first day and he's... Such a gentleman, isn't he? Yeah, he's Always so, so lovely. He is. And I was pacing up and down. I said, you know, do you not get nervous, Robert? Do you not get nervous? And no, no, not really. <laughs> he was just really, really He's calm. just like he is on screen, isn't he? Oh, he was lovely. Um, but can Such I tell you, gent. we didn't make any money because you had your entire family in the audience and we had to give them all comps. <laughs> so you owe me a refund. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's such a blinking lie. Do you think I didn't ask them for payments? <laughs> oh, they good girl. <laughs> good girl. <laughs> they good absolutely girl. had to pay. Did Stephen have to pay? Okay, he was the one exception. Right. Actually, that's a lie. And okay. Lisa and Alex. Okay. Apart from that, but there was loads of other family members and friends there. See, that's where we differ. I don't like to have any family in an audience when I'm doing something Why? like that. Why? Because it splits it splits my head because I would rather go on and be this person who's doing a job. Whereas if I've got family particularly there, I worry about them. I worry that they're worried about me. And I, I don't know. It's so just you're not kind in the moment. You should be thinking of yourself. Discombobulates me. No, but I, I can't do that. Yeah. It's so, another thing to write down. In so, shut up. So what did your... I must stop telling you to shut up. No, you carry why. on, Kay, because it's the real you. No, no, it's Frankly, not. Frankly, what people hear on the radio <laughs> and what people see on the telly is all a big front. <laughs> no, it's a nervous tick. But what, what did your family think then? Because you, as you said, you know, you're not used to being in front of an audience. You know, you're used to being kind of... Behind the scenes. Well, they're never going to say I was shit. <laughs> so basically, well, low they, bar, Karen. Yeah. Low bar. they said that I was great. They said that, yeah, I worked well with you, that you were definitely my sidekick as opposed to <laughs> you know, the other way around. And actually, I think we worked well together. Yeah. And what did Stephen say? Because he won't be used to seeing you in that situation. He was very, very proud of me. It's so sweet, actually, because he nipped off pretty quickly afterwards. <laughs> and, um, you sent me this lovely text, very complimentary. I think he must have gone for a drink and You're then written blushing. it. Well, I know. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to mm-hmm. kind of make a favourite of my text. So, yeah, he was really nice. It was lovely. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. 
Can we it's call a big him thing. Mr. Vibrator just one more time oh, and then we'll never talk about vibrators again, <laughs> I promise you. And I promise Stephen, Stephen, if you ever listen to this, this is the last time I will ever speak about Poor vibrators. Stephen. It sounds like, what was the Mr. Weatherman that was on ITV in the 70s or the 80s? Oh, I think he was called that for a wholly well, different right. reason. Oh, oh, Mr. Motivator. Motivator, oh. that's right. Well, slightly different. <laughs> so why was he called? Come on, somebody came up to him and asked him if he was him, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I said, actually, you know what? I meant to ask him again because what he said was that he was sitting in a cafe. Now, I don't know how they heard his voice because as far as I know, he was on his own. And how would they know? How would they even know his voice? But anyway, they ended up saying they heard he was going to the the, the podcast, the, your show, and they said, oh, you're the very same Stephen about the vibrator or something like that. And I God, it just texted me right away and I was thinking, oh no, you just don't need that before you go on, do you? Anyway, I think, especially when he's a lawyer, can you imagine? Hello, vibrator and vibrator, can I help you? It's not going to work. I tell you what was lovely about it for me was meeting real people again, because as you're always accusing me of, and you're right, I get too locked into social media, I get too locked into comments on Twitter and things. And what I loved about it more than anything was real people having, you know, just real friendly, nice people coming up and saying hello and how you're getting on. And obviously a few of them talking about Strictly and stuff like that. And it was just, oh, my goodness, so nice to be reminded that most people are actually just dead nice. Yeah, and they're friendly without any horrible agenda to try and you yeah. know, pull you down. And that was that And of was course, great. most people that were there came because of the podcast I came to see you because of who you are and so you were sort of on a winning you were on a good place anyway you know because they came because they like you and then at the end of the show that's really sweet they came to the stage to say hello I know I know isn't that nice and they weren't going to say oh, you could have done better up there it was so lovely and and because a lot of them had been in touch um through Instagram or whatever you felt you actually knew them and it was just lovely to meet them in person. I know. I think Real they people. were actually coming for your tablet, though, um, because you did have squad loads <laughs> of that. Um, well, actually, email-wise, uh, Marie Wilson from Edinburgh. I love the way she's put age 65 and 11 months. Um, she was <laughs> there she's with, fighting it. <laughs> she's a woman after my own heart. Uh, she was there with her friends Pam and Audrey. Um, Audrey apparently turned 60 on the 16th of August. Happy birthday, Audrey, belatedly. Um, and so uh, Marie got her a ticket to the show. Oh. Um, and Marie also says, you were asking listeners to tell you about the new things they've done since turning 60. When I turned 60, uh, I took up tap dancing and playing the ukulele. Heck. Uh, I know. I love them both, but I'm yet to perfect doing both at the same time. That is <laughs> tap dancing, playing the ukulele, Marie. Respect. I know. Um, we've also got Gwyneth, who says, I never send emails, mm. but she so. is now. Um, I'm currently sitting on a flight home from holidays, during which I listen to the Vanessa podcast. Uh, I had to l- not laugh out loud at poor Kay's reaction to Vanessa's honest advice on Strictly. Yeah, <sighs> she that didn't was quite sugarcoat harsh. that one, did she? No, Jesus no, Christ. But, no. mm. Lose that from your mind. Yeah, when you're she out says, there. I will be there on the sofa with a G&T cheering you on, whether uh, with tassels on your nipples <laughs> or frumpy dresses, but go for the tassels. As Brad Pitt said, shake it up. Um, oh my God, my tits are like hanging low enough without tassels on them, not alone oh, to pull true. them down. That's um, true. Gwyneth, sorry, Nathan. We've got a young man here in the studio with us. He really doesn't want to hear it, does he? I know. He He's doesn't. exposed to all that. I know. I'm sorry, Nathan. Breast um, talk. Anyway, <laughs> talking of which, 
I can't what? believe that we're going to have Jane McDonald here and you've got them out like that. What's with Jane then? What do you mean in her well, tits? She doesn't want to look at She's looking straight down the barrel of your cleavage. I'm hardly lying Can you put horizontal on, on the table. For God's sakes, I'm sitting upright. You look just... like Rab's seen this, but I mean, it's like a Marks and Spencer's <laughs> vest. It's not even white. It's not supposed to be white. Listen, I'm the one that clean my sheets once a week and all my t so and I was gonna say all my t-shirts, they get clean more than once a week. So just shut it on the old washing. You're rather fond of your breasts, aren't you? No, I'm not. You do, you do, you do, you like them. I'm not averse. I mean, I'm I'm not kind of like, I don't dislike them. I don't love them. I tell you, I was flat chested. And the only time I was anything bigger than this was when I was pregnant, when I was Oh, hang on, hang on. Nathan's having a stroke. Um, I forget. I keep forgetting about Nathan. God, actually, he's getting a bit hot now. Don't be taking your top off, for God's sakes. Anyway, just to go back to Gwyneth. Um, Can I get one of your cans of water? Because I've left. This is supposed to be a professional outfit. I think you didn't need to. You probably wouldn't even drink that one. But you can't even open it. Oh, well done. Um, so anyway, Gwyneth says, at 55, I've just retired from the health service in February and swing from having a ball. Swing. <laughs> no, that's not the end of the sentence. Oh, well I apologise, Gwyneth. Well you, Gwyneth. Sorry, Gwyneth, let me You're read right that there. sentence again. <laughs> at 55, I've just retired from the health service in February and swing from... Having a ball and feeling it's the best thing that I have done to being absolutely terrified that I don't know what I am. So mm. I appreciate your candor and your amazing guest. Keep it up, please. We will, Gwyneth. Right, one more before Jane comes on. Right. Um, so hi, King Karen. Enjoying your entertaining podcast. Oh, hang on. And and the wise words of Karen. <laughs> I don't Can know. you re re read that a bit more coherently? I didn't quite no, make that I can't out. See, my, my eyes are beginning to go straight. As well as the quick wit of Kay and the general slagging off banter. Oh, this is poor Alison that thinks that we're fond of each other. Um, I'm approaching 60 in a few years and going for the more simple contentment route. Reducing like work slowly, Good. getting outdoors more. Excellent. Can't wait. And she was wishing us all the well, uh, all the best at the festival. And she says, mm -hmm. was thinking about future guests and Jane McDonald is great. This is like, this. I haven't even fixed this. Oh my um, God. She could give you some advice on sequins and dance moves. Oh, you betcha. On stage case, she's a great all-round achieving woman. I love her. Keep up the good work. Well, there you go, Alison. You're oh, going to be one, very Alison. excited because Jane is going to be up very soon. Jane, let me tell you before she comes mm -hmm. on, and I know Jane is listening in, so I'm partly doing this as a warning to her. You and, and your, not a warning to me. You and your Frank talking. Jane, like me, is a mummy's girl. Okay? I think, <laughs> like me, her mum's passed away. But you think it's weird that I spoke to my mum every single day and Jane is going to back me up on this one. Let I me just warn you. a bit odd. Anyway. Why do you think that's odd? Odd. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. If that's what you wanted to do, that's fine. As long as you didn't feel obliged to. As long as you did it because you actually wanted to speak to your mum. That's fine. I, when I would speak to my mum, my mum would try and keep me on the phone forever. Mum would say, do you know how much the flour is today? And hold on a minute, let's just check. Away and check how much the flour has come <laughs> back. Yes, it's 69 pence. I mean, and then she'd go and you just think, oh, I don't need this, I don't need this. And, you know, you've got children to look after, you've got things to do. So, I, 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 I didn't, I, yeah. I didn't. I, I kept it to once, a, maybe twice a week. So then I would get the best of my mum, not just the price of the messages in the local summer field or whatever it was. And what about your girls then? How often do they speak to you? Um, Lisa, maybe once a week. Alex, maybe 
twice or three times. It depends what's going on in Alex's life. If there's not a bloke in her life, then I hear a lot more from him. Yeah. But yeah. so you know the conversations they're having in their own house. I actually I keep her to once a week because no, you no, know what it's like on, when a phoner she just blows the arse off you. They phone me. I don't phone them. <laughs> it's a duty call. You keep missing this. No, they're down the road for <laughs> God's sakes. That's rubbish. Anyway, let's speak to Jane. Yeah, let's speak She's to got Jane. More sense than you. <laughs> Jane McDonald, I still miss you from Loose no. Women and seeing you regularly. I really, really do. So How this was Loose you? Women? Yeah, well, Jane and I first met. Well, Jane, yeah. do you know what I was thinking before you? Well, let's say hello. Hello, Jane. Hi, Jane. Hello. 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 Good to see you. Yeah. Good to see you. Yeah. I'm here, yeah. Yeah, and uh, apology, <laughs> apologies again for, for Karen's cleavage. <laughs> for, Karen's, for, Karen, for Karen's appearance here. For Karen's existence. Fantastic cleavage, that, Karen. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, my God, I've got a 32B. I mean, hello. Nathan's <laughs> <laughs> just about under the table. If you could fit. <laughs> no, I was thinking back, Jane. We must have first met, uh, what do you think, 2002? Two in oh Manchester, yes. I'm thinking. It was um, Norwich. It was Norwich. Was it Norwich? It was, yeah. God. Yeah, it was. So good. it was it's going back a bit, isn't it? God, yeah. Sure and were you were you on Loose Women then as a loose woman or were you on as a guest talking about guest. all the things you were doing? Yeah, it was it was, I was a guest and um I remember it was the first interview when Henrik had left me. Oh. And it was my first coming out, and you showed me wedding video, oh and I was in bits. I thought, "Oh blimey, I've not seen this." So, uh, and that's when they knew I'd be a good loose woman, I suppose, because I was very honest, and I just said, "He's left me. I don't know what to do." <laughs> God, yeah, I remember that. So that was you didn't meet. Hen yeah, you met Henrik on the ship, didn't you? Yeah, nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah. Yeah. So you got ambushed on Loose Women, did you? I did, but then you know, I thought that's good because I've talked about it now. So it was it was like therapy coming on there, and um, and I was glad it was all out, and I was glad I looked good. You did. You look <laughs> bloody I'm... brilliant. That's important. <laughs> and take note, yeah. key. <laughs> Because I've lost the load the way, you know, the divorce diet is a marvellous thing. <laughs> so um, it is, it is, it's great. So um, I, I thought, yeah, I've, I've, I've said it now. I've done it. It's out there. And, and that was great for me. So thank you once again oh. for looking after me. Oh, God, no. I mean, you just, I mean, you're just so, um, well, I mean, I think I always felt a real connection with you because, okay, I'm Scottish, but you've got Scottish roots, haven't you? I have, yes. Um, uh -huh. And there's just a kind of northern directness, sense of humour, a bit dry. Um, mm. And, of course, we're mummy's girls as well. Mummy's girls. What does that mean? Absolutely. What does that mean with you, Jean? No, well, I, I spoke to my mum all the time, you know, and she she really said, you can't say that on those women. <laughs> So she was really the loose woman. I'd say, well, I think that, no, no, you can't say that. Um, and did you, so did you listen a, to her or did you think, nah, I'm going to see it no, anyway? No, no, I did. I, I listened and put it a different way. <laughs> so she's, she was a really wise woman, my mother. And, and, it, and it's, I don't know if you're uh, having this, Kay, but when they've gone, you think that's it. But now they're not because they're right there in your ear. Every oh, time you're going to do something, they talk to you and say, what are you doing? And, yeah. uh, you know... I get that a lot, as if to say, oh, my mum won't like that, so I won't do it. 
I know, it's funny, I've got my screensaver on my iPad is a lovely picture of my mum and dad that I, I really love. Mm. And and sometimes I look at it like I saw it just the other day, I was sort of travelling somewhere and I thought, oh, should I take that off now? Am I being morbid? You know what? And I thought, well, no, I'm not being mm. morbid. Every time I see it, it, mm. it, it makes me feel good. Yeah. You know, it doesn't it doesn't even make me feel sad anymore. It just mm. I don't know, it just kind of completes the circle. I like it. What Yeah, it's a comfort. I I find everything. I've got my mum's photographs and parts of her all around my house. And it's a real comfort when I see a photograph and she's always smiling. And uh and that's what I loved. You know, she would see the good side of everything. And um I, I see myself sometimes in the mirror and think, my God, I'm my mum. Oh. You know, because when you're getting older and you see your mum, and I've become a feeder like my mother did. That's so, funny, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you do take some uh, personas and everything. Um, but I hope I do because she was a great woman. So, I, I, I really hope that I'm like my mum. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you've just got different experiences. I mean, because you, you say you're very positive about your relationship with your mum as well. And, and yeah, yeah, and she was, yeah, mm-hmm. you're yeah. similar. Yeah, which is, and I mean, God, I'm not saying that you're not going to be positive about your mum, but you had a different relationship. Just a different experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She was a very good woman. She was very kind, very, uh, but, you know, bringing up four children um, with a with a wee free background that she had, and I think she did her best. That's all I can say. She did her best. Yeah. 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 But, but, and it must have been blinking hard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And and I think with time you can maybe stand back and, and appreciate that mm-hmm. your parents' experience would have its own challenges to it. And um, you know, we're maybe not so judgmental as we get as we get older. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. So mm. you were saying there as you get older, Jane, um, you always seem kind of ageless to me. Are you aware of getting older? Are you aware of that process? I'm looking forward to it because I can slow down. I've achieved so many things in my life already that I never thought I would. And I've got a really great circle of friends. So it's time now to have a bit of fun. And I've not really had much fun because I've worked constantly, constantly for as long as I can remember. And I'm not touring next year or the year after. So you've got an exclusive there because um, they only think I'm only doing one year, but I'm not doing two. Because I want to have a bit of downtime. I'll still be doing all the TV shows, and, and that's great. You know, I love that. But the touring, i found now, is, is harder than it used to be. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm thinking, well, why, why are you doing it? Just mm-hmm. have a bit of a break and see how you feel. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely what I'm doing. And I couldn't have done that before. Uh, but now I'm getting to that. And I, I don't know about you, but I found a big difference from 50 to 60, now I'm getting to 60. Mm. The difference now in my tired level is, is quite quite big. Mm. So I'm just going to put my feet up and watch Netflix like everybody else. Oh, I love it. <laughs> See, when you're on tour, how long were you away for? Months. I'm, I'm away for months. And, you know, you've got to think about how you look all the time and what you eat all the time and that you can't really go out because you could think about your voice. I've been on tour probably since May. We started rehearsals in April. So I've had all this time and I don't finish till the 11th of September. So we had a little break in the middle, but 
it's constant. It's just constant. And, and I just want to have a rest. Mm. I mean, so what's prompted you to, to think that, Jane? Because funny enough, the, the reason that I started this um, podcast was, well, I think you're 60 next April. I'm 60 in December. So there's a few months mm-hmm. between us. <laughs> You've got a few months on me, Jane McDonald. I'm really not pleased <laughs> about that. Um, you look a lot younger. <laughs> shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but... I guess I was aware because of my own parents' experience that you just keep doing what you're doing because you've always done it. Mm-hmm. And actually stopping and thinking, okay, um, you know, not necessarily that you're having a terrible time, but let me just check in with myself. Do I still want to be doing this? You know, mm-hmm. should I maybe have a little sort of rain check and, and see if it's still working for me in the way that it always did? And you Absolutely, have been on that. Absolutely, trailer. I've done that. Yeah, and you know, Sue, Sue, oh, oh you know, Sue Raby. Oh, yeah, she's been with me. She's great. She's been with me for twenty five years as my singer and back, you know, PA. And she just said, "This is my last tour. I can't do this anymore because it's full on for Sue. She's oh, right. always running about and sorting everything out." And um, and I thought it's not going to be the same. Wow. That's so she, doing. she influenced your decision then, big mm-hmm. style. Probably, yes. I, I think also when um, Ed and I made uh, arrangements to retire. So we've got all the plans that we've made, we've done them all. And I, I probably would have retired this year anyway. I'm not going to retire fully now. I'm still going to do all the television um, because I enjoy that. But mm-hmm. The touring is hard. Mm. It's hard work. Um, and uh, the only thing I'll miss, of course, is the band and, and my lovely fans. But it's, it's hard work now. I can't, I can't do it like I used to do. Mm. Jane, you brought up Ed. Um, yeah. Um, how, how are you doing? Um, so- it's, it's weird. It's weird. Um, I'm a lot better than when I was on Loose Women. Yeah. I can talk about him now and just feel great that I had that amazing time with him. And it's funny, we should talk about retiring. He retired at 59 and said, I promise you, when you get to this age, you'll, you'll see a difference. And I have. Um, so we had lots of plans. And I think that's part of grief as well, is that, you go through the, the normal grief and the terrible, terrible time. And then you grieve the life that you thought you were going to have. So when he died, he took our future. Yeah. So I think that is, I've got to have a, a different life now. And, and that's taken a bit of adjusting to. Um, but I'll get there because yeah. that's what we do. We get there. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course you will. Of course you will. But it's... It's a big game. And you're speaking about your mum. You know, Mm -hmm. your mum's gone. Like My mum and dad have gone. and But there's an expectation that that is the natural way of things. Yes. You know, still very sad. Um, But not with your partner. Because as you say, you and Ed had planned a kind of golden time for yourselves, hadn't you? Yeah. Yeah, we really had. And, uh, And it's a shock. It's a shock when your partner... Uh, becomes ill Um, and it's just a shock to your system completely and I think it's made me realise actually how many summers have we got left 
Mm. And I want to do so much. I want to go on holiday instead of filming one. (laughs) I want to, you know, I want to write. I want to be creative. I want to have time in my lovely home, you know, and I want to be here for my family. Mm. You know, my my niece is just about to have a, a baby and we're all very excited about that. And I want to be around. I want to be around for them all just for a, a while till I sort myself out and then stop working as much as I do because I work constantly. Mm. I mean, I don't finish now till February yeah. and that's when I'll get my first break. Mm. God, that, that's hard going. I mean, I looked at yeah. my calendar like two or three weeks ago and I saw that I hadn't got a free weekend till the 8th of October and even I was thinking, oh, that kind of like makes you feel a bit. But you're talking February, yeah, yeah and and, yeah. and it's all week, not just the weekend. Yeah, and, and she's no, working. She's, she's not going away in the camper van. That's what she's talking about, Jane. It's a hard slog in the camper van. <laughs> it is. You're all right, fancy a camper van. You do. You, do you really like it, Karen? Oh, we need to talk about this a different time. Yeah, yeah I do. I love it. And we're going to wait tomorrow afternoon to Orkney. Yes. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Love I really it. fancy that. I really do, because you've got all your things, haven't you? You've got all your own things around you. Yeah, you can go where you want. You go away, cave the toilet, and have a coffee. (laughs) Jane and I'll just have a wee chat here. It is. Do you know what? They're fantastic, liberating. Mm. Get you anywhere. They're great. Jane McDonald, can I just say you've changed? I I have. You are the glamour in my life. You're the glitz. You're the Joseph Ribkoff. You're the sequence. I don't want you in a camper van, Jane McDonald. (laughs) You're my new best friend, Jane. <laughs> Absolutely, Karen. You know, we changed, Kay. We changed. I've done all that. I've been there. I've done it. I've, you know, and I've had a fabulous time. I I'm love still, what you are saying, Kay. Yeah. And you want to listen to Jane exactly what she's saying. This is just brilliant. You're saying oh, you've good. done it. And it's now, you know, time to reevaluate things, what's important to you. And, you know, Jane, you're saying that you're just working, 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 and it's now thinking, oh, I need to just sort of kind of just put some stuff down. And okay, Kate, it's yeah. what's important to you, family. It's what's important to you, Kate, whether yeah. you need to kind but, of carry on working. Okay, I get what you're both mm-hmm. saying, but what I would also say is that, you know, Jane, you've been touring for goodness so long. You've got such a loyal fan base. And I know you've got some Scottish dates coming up over this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they will be packed as as usual. Um, and you feel that maybe you've done this and you want to do something new. Mm. But it doesn't always mean that everything goes very sort of low key and, and quiet. It could be, you know, there might be new challenges that you want to uh-huh. take on. Yeah, absolutely. New challenges. And I've always this is my mantra. Make space for great things to happen. Mm -hmm. And that is what I live by. Don't be afraid of change. Um, I've changed my career so many times. I'm like Yorkshire Madonna. That's what I am. (laughs) You know, keep reinventing yourself. And and just sit back and think to yourself, what do I want? Mm -hmm. What do I want to do? And the hardest thing I ask anybody is, what do you want? And you need time to think it through. And once you find that, you can go for it. And that's the hardest thing, knowing what you want. So what do you want? I want a bit of time. I want to go on holiday. I want to laugh. I want Mm. to laugh and have fun. And I haven't had much of that because I'm always working. Mm. And I've got a great group of girlfriends who are, you know, Sue's moving in with me now. 
um, because I've got a big house and, you know, I'm thinking of a gas bill. And, uh, yeah. You can take you know, the girl out of Yorkshire. No, it's just little things like that. And, you know, when you're on your own, there's, there's always that, the wee small hours in the morning where everything seems a lot worse than it actually is. And if I wake up and I'm in a bad way, I know that Sue's just down the hall a bit mm. and I can get up and say, can you have a cup of tea with me? Oh. She'll probably kill me if I do that. But, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, sometimes it's just knowing there's someone else in the house and, and we've both got that now. So it's, mm. it's nice. That's yeah. really lovely. Kia, I want to just ask you, what, what do you want? Um, what do I, well, I mean, I, I do agree that I want to have a bit more, I want to feel less treadmilly. I still want to do new and different things. I like feeling scared. I like, um, I mean, like this whole Strictly thing, nobody can quite believe that I'm going to do it. I don't know whether you were shocked, Jane, or not. You probably didn't yes, think I was. Yes, I was. Good, I, were you? I've seen you dance. I've seen you dance. <laughs> no, I'm I thinking, don't. can't wait for this. You see, I want to watch that. I want to sit and watch that. And I don't want to work. I want to sit and watch you on Strictly. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, we've been at some famous nights together, haven't we, Jane? And thank goodness Jane <laughs> yes, often have. takes the microphone. And so everyone's up on the floor. So Jane has had the privileged position of thinking Jesus Christ what is she doing down there um, so, yeah, so you've seen it all yeah um, but I, you know and it's funny that you're saying about you want to have a laugh and you know it's been hard work for the, for the last few years and I'm not going to do the, the sort of violin thing but I guess for the last few years because of my mum and dad being ill for such a long time sort of four years illness and then they passed away and then you think you're coming out of that and then we had the pandemic and you've got the kids and you think oh my god what's this going to do to them and and Jane goodness you lost you lost Ed in in that time mm -hmm. um I, I'm always scared of having fun now because don't you kind of get it in your don't head. be scared don't be scared that's what we're meant to do we're meant to have fun we're meant to be happy and, you know, I think tragedy and absolute awfulness in life makes you really appreciate what we have. Mm -hmm. And I, I, really, I do a grateful journal every morning just to get me in the right mindset. And I also do one at night mm -hmm. thinking, you know, even if it's I really loved my cup of tea this morning <laughs> because it puts you in the, the right mind frame and... My life has changed a lot, but by God, I'm going to enjoy every minute of it now because that's what we're supposed to do. I don't want to be sad. I don't want to be miserable. And Ed would have hated if I was. Mm. And my mother definitely would have hated it. So if there is this something out there where they are watching us, I want them to think, I'm okay. I'm okay, and that's because of you. Mm. See, there will be a lot of people who've who've lost a, a partner um a much loved partner around this stage of life um and well i mean who people don't nobody reacts everybody reacts in a different mm. way was there a bit of you after ed passed away and, and if this is too sensitive jane just say um that wondered if you would be happy again always i mean you 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 are absolutely destroyed it's an awful thing. It's an awful thing to watch your partner in pain. And it's also really terrible to know that you can't fix it. Mm. 
And I think, you know me, Kay, mm. I'm a fixer, I'm a doer. I sort things out and I couldn't. I couldn't do what I normally do. But you have to go on. Um, otherwise, what's it all about? I don't think I'll ever have a, another man um, because I have the best mm. and I was blessed. And I don't want that, I'm not saying never, you know, but as I feel now, it's time for me. You know, we've been through a horrendous time and and it's time for me to heal. Yeah. Yeah. And gosh, that's interesting. A relationship, a romantic relationship mm-hmm. um, can be a wonderful thing. And, and you had a wonderful romantic relationship with, with Ed, but necessarily it, it is sort of giving and taking etc and I totally get why this might be your golden girls period of time Jane you know mm-hmm. whether or not that's forever or whatever but that that might be right for you right mm-hmm. now well if if I never have another man in my life then that is fine because I've I've had the best so I'm I'm quite happy with everything now that is around me Excuse me, it gets to me when I start talking about oh, it. Sorry, um, sorry. No, but I if if I if it was the other way around and I was looking at Ed and he was absolutely devastated and I wasn't here, I would be mortified. Mm-hmm. I would be absolutely mortified. So I try and put myself in their position. And if they are looking down on us, they would hate it. They would hate it if we were miserable and sad and I just I just know they would mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. you've been very lucky being with Ed mm. for all the years that you Absolutely. were and a lot of people don't actually ever get that do they they might be Correct. with somebody that's just doesn't bears no resemblance to anything that you've said just now so yeah it's, it's turning it around and thinking actually you know what yeah I've yeah. had some really good years yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. I did I did yeah, yeah. And I can I tend to keep going. Mm. I'm gonna have some even better ones. You watch me. Yeah, well, we will, we <laughs> will. Now listen, I know you're gonna go and get yourself a fleece and uh, you know, join the camper van uh, brigade <laughs> with Karen. But before you do, give me some advice on getting the sequins on and getting out there and strutting my stuff. How am I gonna do it, Jane? Yeah. You are going to love it. That's what you're gonna do. You're gonna think, look at me. I'm on primetime TV in sequins, dancing with this fantastic fella who has taught me so well. Just enjoy every minute of it. When when do you get dressed up in sequins and have your makeup and all your hair and fabulous? Well, she's fabulous. Got, she's got her full face on yeah. just now. What was that? Oh, for? but that's from Monday. That's, that's from, from Monday. Yeah, eh? Do you not? It's only Wednesday. Bit of cleanser near that face of yours. I knew you kept the eyes last year. Listen, on. the complexion, yes, is perfect. But the eyes, oh, for goodness sake, no, you get I'm a professional talking... makeup artist on a Monday. You're not going to take it off on a Wednesday, are no. you? No, well, I agree with thank you. Thank you, Jane. Yeah. <laughs> so just course, enjoy it. Enjoy it. But you know, enjoying it is easier said than done. I know. Mm-hmm. When you get that absolute that you think you're going to vomit, when you can hear the music, <laughs> when you hear start. that music, oh, I know. Do, do, how's it go? I know. Just flick something in your brain that turns it into excitement. I wish I could teach you that because that's what I do now. 
I don't because I used to really be a nervous person and um, I really used to get nerves before I went on. And now we all have our little um, mantra at the back of the stage, the band, and, 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 we, and we just go, let's do it. And that's and you'll get that and you'll get that on Strictly, I promise. And just have a ball. It's going to be fabulous. I oh, hope they're not going to give nice. you, I mean, I hope they are going to give you sequins and a sexy outfit and not think, right, you're the older one here. Let's give you something a bit dowdy. They can oh, go no, to I hell. Hope they do. No, they oh, can. No. But I don't want to be mutton. I don't want to be mutton. No, but you don't want to be kind of like, uh, I'm the only one here. No, I'm going to. Who, who's the woman in Downton Abbey? Who's the famous actress oh, in my Downton God. Abbey? You know that. Um, that oh, Maggie Smith. She's a bit yeah, I, I will be the Maggie Smith of Strictly <laughs> No, you need to turn this into you a positive not. thing. Absolutely. <laughs> you start talking yourself down and think you're going to be out in the week one or whatever it is. Honest to God. Like, um, Jane, you were saying that you have this mantra that you do, not mantra, but you every morning, you know, you do your gratitude every yeah. night. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the kind of, that's what you need to ad- adopt, Kay, I is know, being positive about this. But it's a fine balance. And how do you get this, Jane, between right. being positive, and I totally accept that you need to be positive, and being delusional? Do you know, I mean, it's so lovely at the moment because I've so many people come up to me and say, oh, good luck, you'll be brilliant. And I, every time I have to bite myself back from going and sometimes I don't go, no, I won't. Because Scottish you know, one in you, Because isn't it? realistically, I mean, you've seen me dance, you know. I mean, so I, know. I don't want to Do be delusional. No, and you won't be. No, I, don't yeah, I mean, you're the most, you know, forthright person I know, really. You know exactly your limitations. You will be lovely and you'll be great and you'll enjoy it. You'll get blisters on your feet, though, and bunions, probably. Oh, They're going to hurt. Dear. Your feet are going to hurt. God. But okay, you're going to be waltzing and all sorts of things, you know, and you can still look sexy at 60. Do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Really? Did, when you go out on stage and you're all done up, Jane, how do you feel? What does that feel like? I feel empowered. And I feel fantastic. And when you hear that roar of the audience, it's just incredible. It really, really is. And it's it, it the energy from that audience comes right through you. And I and then we give it back. It's like a big wheel that keeps turning, and it's just incredible. It's the most exciting, exhilarating thing ever. That's a really good way to put it. You get it from them and you give it back. But that's let, that's let me take you back to what you were saying earlier about not touring for a couple of years. Are you not going to miss that? I hope I do. I really hope I miss it. I hope that I'm thinking I've had enough with one year and I, I need to get back on the stage. But I know if I carry on at this, mm. this level, I'm mm. going to be poorly. Yeah. So I'm going to have a break yeah. and just. You're Just doing stop. what is right for you right now. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and who knows what the future will, will bring. So Hopefully mm. lots of good things. Listen, we play our little game of bingo now. Do you mind? It's just a <laughs> couple of random questions. I've got 50 of them here. Um, and the lovely Nathan has got a random mm, number generator, number 23. Mm. Ah, are you an optimist or a pessimist? Definitely an optimist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I think we can say that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> we we don't need to interrogate that any further. Um, and the next one is forty one. I like this one. Who has had the most impact on your life? Uh, my mother. <laughs> my mother. 
absolutely uh, my mother and still does to this day because everything that she taught me I still live by and um I was I was very blessed to have her as my as my mum and my confidant and my person who guided not pushed yeah. <laughs> so what made her so special she just had a vision for me that I never saw. She knew me better than anyone. She was kind. She was fabulous. Oh. I miss her. Yeah. Oh, Jane. Well, I miss you still. I really do. I miss and I'm you. I'm so glad we've had the, the chance to have, have this chat. Um, so am I. It's uh, been fabulous for a catch up. And now I've got a mate, Karen, on the camper van. Yes, yeah, so if you want <laughs> any excited. Any advice on camper vans, just give us a shout. <laughs> and you'll be pleased to see she's got her fleece on and she's zipped it up. So there you go. A bit, of decorum, a bit of decorum at the, at the end. Jane, thank you so much. Oh, Wishing you all the very best. Too. All the very thank best. Thank you. So lovely to all meet right. you. Take care. And you too. Bye. Bye bye. So if you want a last chance to see Jane McDonald in concert for quite a little while, then there are a few tickets left for Edinburgh tonight, Glasgow tomorrow night, and I'm afraid Perth is sold out for Sunday the 4th. Next week, we will be back at the Edinburgh Fringe for the second of our live shows, where Clive Anderson chats up Jojo Sutherland. <laughs>